I want to preach for a few moments tonight something that's burning in my soul. I could not get away from it. So while you're standing or if you've already been seated, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I tried to catch you as fast as I could. I was just trying to throw another statement in there prior to that. Thank you so much for standing for the reading of the word tonight. If you can, if not, we also understand it's an honor to be here. And uh, let me get to work quickly. Revelation 3 and verse 11, I feel like a duck on water right now. I can tell you that. This is my most comfortable place. I'm more comfortable with large groups of people than I'm having to talk to one or two people sometimes. I really mean that. It's, this is just, I feel like where God built me to be. And he just geared me this way. And I feel right at home tonight. And I only say that to let you know I'm very comfortable right now. Praise God. I feel the anointing in this house. There's peace in here. Hallelujah. Amen. We've uninvited the devil. We've unfriended him. We stopped following his posts. We blocked him on Facebook. Hallelujah. We blocked him on Instagram. Twitter shut him down. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're shutting down everybody else. We can shut him down too. Praise God. Revelation 3.11. Let me me get to work here quickly. Revelation 3.11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. I want to preach tonight on the five crowns. But it's going to take me a minute to build up informationally to really lay a platform that we can at least span from where we are to where we're going and to achieve or ascertain understanding about these crowns. I'm going to give you scripture references for it. I'll show you from a scriptural standpoint what these crowns speak of, what they mean, and it will also challenge us tonight. I think for too long we have uh, refurbished, if you will, these these philosophies and mindsets and churches have become places where we just try to mentor people and coach people. And, and, and you know what? Those giftings are good. We, we need good mentors. We need good coaches. We need godly coaches and mentors. But we need shepherds. We need pastors. We need evangelists. We need people that doctrinally will break down the truth and take some of the hidden gems. Not that they're hiding from us. It's just they've not been exposed And I know when you get in church services, you hear somebody say they're going to preach on Revelation and it gets scary because we think it's going to go sideways. But I want you to fact check me. As long as I'm in the Bible, as long as I'm preaching Scripture, as long as I'm preaching the King James Version Bible, I think we're going to be all right in Connorsville. Come on, give me more than five amens on that one right there. Come on. I, I really do assure you it would have been easier to preach a Pentecostal message in here. But, but Sister Vonda, I'm telling you, the Lord pushed it in my spirit. And he said, you better preach this. And so I'm just going to mind the Lord. It might be different coming from me. I pray you didn't expect something different. Amen. But, but I've got to move by the Lord. Okay, I've made up enough excuses already. Father, we love you. Thank you. We give you praise and honor and glory for your goodness and your great grace and your mercy. Father, do some great things in the house tonight in the name of the Lord and let everybody shout amen and amen. And again, thank you to all our precious, to all of our precious church family that has come over and to all of our precious friends. I love every one of you and so thankful to do what I do. 
Let me, let me first start by saying as we started out in Revelation, we'll be there quite often. I want to talk about eschatology. It's the study of end times. When you hear preachers uh, use that type of lingo about eschatology, and there's lots of words that describe the framework of how we preach and why we preach what we do, doctrinally and otherwise, this is one of those words that is a study of the end times. So you can go home and choose to, to say that, you know, that brother preacher passed on, he preached on revelation and passed on the Pentecostal message and he preached about some eschatology. That means that I preached on end time events. Eschatology or the study of it makes up 30% of your Bible, 30%. If a third of your Bible speaks about end time events, I think it's pretty important for us to read about it when 33% give or take uh, speak of that. Revelation 1 and verse number 3. Let me encourage everybody that's in here right now by reading one passage in Revelation 1-3. Blessed is he that readeth, not that you run from it, not that I'm afraid of it, not that I don't want to hear about it. Because the Bible said, blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Already you have been given a reward in advance if you read it. If you study it, if you, if, you, if you hear this message, blessed are you already for reading it and blessed are you for hearing it. So already tonight out of the gate, we already understand I'm not waiting on my blessing. I'm not waiting on God to move in my circumstance. He already has. He's already blessed me. He's already helped me. And he's already encouraged me. And we've said enough to tell you right now, this is a setup. It is a setup to your upset. It is a time where God is getting ready to rearrange. God is getting ready to change some stuff. There's some gears getting ready to click. God is getting ready to pour out his spirit. And it's not that we just read it. And it's not that we just hear it. But God by the spirit is going to develop a supernatural understanding of what we're preaching. Oh, brother preacher, I've never understood it. Well, you've got to understand it by the spirit. How can you get anything from the author if you don't know his spirit? If you don't know his personality so as the spirit of God moves tonight I believe according to Revelation 1 3 that we are blessed already because we read it and we are blessed because we hear it first let me say this let me say this about the Israelites two times the enemy tried to wipe out God's people this is not including in the book of Exodus this is not including Genesis and numbers and all the time that the Israelites were afflicted you remember cloud by day and fire by night and and Pharaoh's army coming after the children of Israel it has been the plot of hell from the very beginning of time to wipe out to isolate and to kill off God's chosen people in 586 BC it was the Babylonians in 70 AD it was the Roman Empire. They said we've got to get rid of them. And if that's not enough, it was Harry. It was all of those Caiaphas and the governor. And it was Judas that tried to kill Jesus. And it was God that put his hand on him. It was Ruth. Amen. It was Obed. It was Jesse. It was David where they've been targeted all through time because they're of the lineage. Rahab the harlot is of the lineage of Jesus. And why? Why is it saints of God that they would attack themselves in tandem with the events that we have seen to try to kill and isolate the children of Israel because the enemy is after the promise there is a promise in God's people
people. And now we Jews, now we Gentiles have been grafted into the vine, which means now we are God's chosen people because we are his people. And he is the sheep and, and he is the shepherd and we are the sheep. Hallelujah. Oh goodness, I'm telling you saints of God tonight, you don't have to get weary about everything you see and everything that you hear that's going on. We are king's kids. Oh, we are king's kids. We are God's people. No matter what's going on, there ain't no need to fear. There ain't no need to worry. God has his hand on us. Woo. Let me go back to 1917 when the Balfour Declaration was a public statement issued by the British government that during the First World War announcing support for the establishment of a national home for the Jewish people in Palestine and our president at the time gave the nod. May 14, 1948. May 14, yesterday, 1948, Israel became a nation. There was then, over in the earlier years, in the Jewish population, because God's word promises us that Israel is going home. Israel is going home. Israel will become a nation again, and it's exactly what happened. And then Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, and that happened. And then we understand that God's people had to migrate home. And it went from just many, many years ago, 700,000 700, to now over almost 8 million, 7 million plus and they predict that before too long if the Lord tarries it'll go up to 10 and even above that this is after Hitler and his entourage and all of those down through the years and I'm just mentioning a few attacks how in the world the Babylonian Empire fell, the Roman Empire fell, all these countries have fallen, all of these kings have come up and have fallen, all of these nations have come to the forefront and at some point did something that they lost their power but the children of Israel have never lost their power. They've never been able to kill church. They've never been able to kill the spirit. They've never been able to get rid of the word of God. It is still the number one most selling, best selling book. They can't stomp it out. They can't run it out. They can't shed blood and kill it. The Bible said that the more they afflicted the children of Israel, the more they multiplied and grew. Some of y'all need to know tonight that you're in affliction, but you're getting ready to multiply, multiply, multiply and grow and grow somebody stand up in the house and shout preach on preacher I'm all right to preach this pastor Ronnie come on we're looking for we're looking for the rapture of the church the rapture is the catching away 1 Thessalonians 4.17 Then we, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. After the rapture, seven years of tribulation. What is going on with us in seven years of tribulation? We are at the Bema seat, they call it. The judgment seat of Christ in one Bible uh, verse and judgment seat of God in another Bible verse. So there's seven years. There is a bema. There is a judgment for Christian people. Not to be condemned because we already made it to heaven. And I'm going to talk about that in just a second. And then there's the marriage supper of the Lamb. And then there's the second coming. So there's a rapture where there's a catching away. 
You don't see it. You don't know it. You don't hear it. Boom, that fast. In the moment of a twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. We shall be caught up. <laughs> Come on, saints. Gravity's not going to hold you. Not feeling good's not going to hold you. A headache's not going to keep you here. A mess in your family won't hold you here. I've got a bill due ain't going to hold you here. I don't know how I'm going to make it ain't going to hold you here. When he comes back for his people, no matter where you are, if you're ready, you are leaving in the moment of a twinkling of an eye. Let me keep going. Let me get, let me keep going. There is a rapture and then there's the second coming. At the second coming is when it is the battle of Armageddon. That's just before, that's just before these events. Now I want you to understand that in these last days, we recognize that there's going to be an outpouring of the Spirit. That is another sign that we're living in these last days. There's an outpouring of the Spirit. I was thinking, I was praying earlier today and I was thinking on this. Well, Lord, have mercy. Father, we need to see it. And I heard the Holy Ghost whisper to me at about 1 o'clock today, Son, they're seeing it all over the place. Has it ever dawned on you that you can have revival every day of your life? You can sit in a different service every single day. Has that ever dawned on you that we've never had as much church as what we have right now? We've never had as much singing. We've never had as much preaching. We've never had as much teaching. We've never had as much evangelism. I can turn on my Facebook at any time, and one of my preacher friends are saying, I just want to stop by and say, I was standing out here, and I felt the Spirit of the Lord, and he, he told me to get on here and say this. He goes off five minutes later. Somebody's walking in the woods in Alabama. I just wanted to say, Sister Karen Wheaton, she's by a creek. She's getting ready to make her own bread, sitting out on the front porch in the rocking chair. Dear, dear precious people, I felt the Spirit of the Lord a minute ago and I just wanted to get on here. Has it ever dawned on anybody that the Spirit of the Lord that we keep talking about that's going to move is already moving? And that every minute, every 15 minutes, somebody's going live trying to tell you something about Jesus. And every night around 7 o'clock in America, there is a revival going on that somebody is going to Facebook live it or live stream it or YouTube it and we get to sit and watch it in the comfort of our home. Did it ever dawn on anybody that he's already pouring out his spirit. The gospel is more accessible than it's ever been ever in the history of the world. And you wondered how we were going to see the two witnesses that come back and they're alive but they get back up after people celebrate their death. It's going to be through Facebook. It's going to be through Instagram. It's going to go through Twitter and whatever else they come up then, YouTube's going to carry it. And we're going to sit and watch the witnesses that they kill and that they celebrate and we're going to watch them come right up off the ground and stand up and dust death off of them and say, I told you I was sent from God. Woo! I ain't worried about it now. I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm going to preach on now. Amen. Woo! I got it now. Thank you, Jesus. There's going to be signs. There's going to be signs. I'm telling you, everybody and your brother, Lord, I wish I was around in the 50s. I wish I was around in 1903 when Azusa Street broke out. I wish I was around with Topeka, Kansas. I wish I was in Brownsville. I'm telling you, the disciples wish they were with us right now. They wish they had the technology we have right now. Do you understand how close we are to the Lord coming back? There's signs and wonders and miracles. You can watch revival services 
services where people get up out of wheelchairs. You can watch limbs get healed. You can watch cancer go. Devils ran out. People come to Jesus, which is a miracle. Come on. I'm telling you, saints of God, that's how close we are. God always has the sign. God used the sign for Moses. God used the sign for Noah. For Moses, it was the brazen serpent. For Noah, it was an ark. There's always the sign for the children of Israel that their shoes and clothes never wore out through all the journeying of 40 years. Their shoes and clothes never wore out. Do you understand why weebles wobble and don't fall down? I mean, do you understand why Christians continue to get knocked around, but at the end of the day, they stand back up and dust themselves off and say, I'm going to be all right, because their shoes and clothes never wore out. I'm telling you, God must have, he's putting a garment around you that's never going to wear out. He's put a garment around you that ain't ever going to fray. He put a garment around you that's never going to rip. He put shoes on you. I didn't have two more pages. I'd just shout right here. I'd just run. God always has a sign. The children of Israel. It was a literal cloud by day and fire by night. And his eye was in the pillar. And he watched them. That would have been enough for me. If a cloud come up over my car tonight. And at 9 o'clock when the sun was good and down. A fire lit up over my car. And an eyeball came out of it looking at me. I'd have said, okay, God, there ain't no doubt you exist. How in the world do you doubt God when there's a pillar of fire over the camp? And when it moves, you move. And when you wake up in the morning, the fire goes out and a cloud develops called glory. Come on. You think it was just there to say, oh, there's God again. No. When you got next to that cloud, it was the glory cloud. When you got next to that fire, it was the anointing. I'm telling you, at night they sang, there'll be a meeting in the air, and during the day they, they, they sang worship songs. My God, do, do you just mind if I preach what I feel in here? There were signs Jesus was coming. John the Baptist, he wore leather, uh-huh, and you know what he ate? It wasn't like me. It wasn't no pickled bologna and pretzels, and the showing up wasn't no chicken leg. It was locusts and wild honey, crickets and honey. Come on, honey, keep on preaching. He told him, I'm going to baptize you with water, Woo! but there's one coming right after me. I'm going to baptize you with water, but there's one coming right after me. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And what happened? He showed up. 1 Corinthians 14, 22. Tongues are for a sign. Not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serveth not for them that believe not, but for them which believe. That's what prophecy is for. That's what tongues is for. Do you ever wonder why that these are the most manipulated gifts? Because the enemy knows I've got to kill their language. I've got to stop it. He also knew he had to wipe out the Hebrew language. And if you want to go home and Google it, you will find multitudes of places where it will talk about the revival of the 
Hebrew language because they almost killed it. They almost had it snuffed out, which is what your Old Testament is. Come on now. But the enemy thought he had it. But there's a revival of the Hebrew language. Am I preaching to anybody? Does anybody know there is a God in heaven that's got all of this in control? As messy as it might look like outside, my daddy got it under control. Jesus went away. He said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you another comforter, which is parakletos. Para, 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 like paraglide, paralegal, paramedic, parachute. It, he goes beside you. That's what the parakletos, the parakletos is. Hallelujah. And he goes with you everywhere. He said, I'm sending you another comforter. I'm si There's nothing like a nice comforter over you in the wintertime when it's when it's a little cool outside. That's the comfort of the Holy Ghost every day of your life. I will show you wonders in heaven above. Signs in the earth beneath. Blood, fire, vapor of smoke. The Bible said there will be perilous times. Which means a reducing of strength. A reducing of strength. I want to ask you. How strong is United States of America now? As opposed to how it was three years ago. It's called a reducing of strength. How about preachers and pastors and evangelists or those under the five, five prophecy and, and um, apostles? How about the gifts that help the church? How many new churches do we see popping up everywhere, excluding this one? How many new churches? How many eager people coming out of college and Bible school and want to plant a church in our towns? How many of them? There is a reducing of strength. How many of them are messing up? How many of them have been caught? How, ma how many of them make us weep and cry over the mess that they've got themselves in because there's a reducing of strength? If you get out in this atmosphere and let it mess with your mind, it will reduce your strength. It will take your strength away. Come on, Holy Ghost. You got to help me tonight. We're in perilous times. Let me say this. As Israel goes, so goes America. Look at their election. Look at ours. Netanyahu is over there right now sharing responsibilities. And that happened some years ago. Think about as Israel goes, so goes America. Their election couldn't be called. They couldn't figure it out. So they both came together and compromised. Look what we got. Are we on live stream? We are on live stream. Look what we got anyway. Hallelujah. It's not a compromise. It's not both of them. You can kind of take it any way you want to, really. There's all kinds of people in here. Amen. Somebody said donkeys and elephants. I say, how about the lamb? Hallelujah. Amen. As Israel goes, so goes the United States. We've just come out of one of the biggest pandemics. And let me tell you, if you think COVID is bad, the pale horse in Revelation 6, 8, a quarter of our global population will be wiped out. Revelation 6 and verse number 8, 25% of our population will be gone. You know how many people that is because of? The pale horse, two billion people that fast because the seal is broken and the pale horse comes out. Can I keep preaching? What is a mask? 
What is a mask? With all due respect, I've warned them. I've tried to be careful. I've tried to be respectful. But you know what, it, you, you know what the real meaning of hypocrite is, don't you? A mask. That's what it means. That's what it means. The masks cover our mouths. They take away our facial expressions. They hide half of our faith, face. And then you can't speak. No one can understand you. Are y'all with me? Do you think it's not a trick of the enemy? Let me figure out how I'm going to shut them people up. I'm not really worried about the world. I don't care about the people in the clubs. I don't care about Wall Street. I don't care about bankers. I want to give them all a mask so I can shut those Christian people up from mentioning the name of Jesus. Because every time they say Jesus, hell trembles because they believe. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. And the enemy is trying to shut our mouths. What is he doing now that COVID is dying? You choose. You either get the vaccine or you'll continue to wear a mask. What is he saying? Stand in line and take what we're going to give you. Now, I'm not arguing or debating on that vaccine either way. I have not taken it. Let me tell you, I'm not debating that either way. But let me just say it this way. It's real, real funny at times, coincidental if you will, how the enemy can come in and set us up for the next level of something that you're going to have to take. Come on. Now, now watch this. Let me show you something that our little precious governor in Ohio did. He put out a million dollar lottery for people that are going to get the vaccination. Did y'all hear what I'm saying? I'm not preaching against the vaccination. Come on, don't leave me yet. I'm not preaching against it. I'm just saying, is it possible that this is the forerunner to the real mark? And they're going to manipulate you and tell you, if you don't, this is what you're not going to be allowed to do. Or we're going to cover your face up because you don't belong with us. Am I making sense to anybody? Man, I know I've already made somebody mad. I don't think, I don't think in here. I don't think in here. I don't think in here. But let me tell you something, saints of God. I, I don't have a problem with that vaccine either way. I'm, I'm just choosing not to take it. <laughs> and, and that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about it. Chances are, if they tell me I've got to have it to go to Israel or I've got to have it to get on a plane, I'm going to pray about it. Because I really want to go back to Israel. I've been a couple of times, and I'm telling you, I really want to go back. Are you all with me? Or, or uh, well, I'll figure something out. I'll sneak on. I don't know how we're going to do this. I'll float over there. <laughs> But let me tell you something. This vaccine, this vaccine, and these masks, and the racial tension, with all due respect, the mess that's going on in Israel, the mess that's going on in our backyard, from L.A. to Minneapolis to Chicago to Dayton, everywhere, is nothing but a distraction. Now, I know there's real problems. There's no doubt in my mind. But I want you to see something. There is something going on that's trying to cover people's eyes and take their eyes off of what's really going on. And you know what it is? A preacher needs to stand up and tell everybody the media has really hijacked our country. The media has come in and slid the carpet right out from underneath us. You only get to know what they want to tell you. 
I'm almost done. I'm almost done. The media will only tell you what they want to tell you. And it is controlled by about six entities. 90% of everything that goes out is controlled by six entities. Come on and help me preach right here, Jesus. I'm telling you, they have got our eyes everywhere. I, I would not let this Israel thing move me. I would understand it's nothing more than what's to come. It is just a sign of what's to come. I would pray for the peace of Israel and Jerusalem. I absolutely would. And I pray every day. God bless Israel. God touch that blessed little country. The enemy's after it because that's where the Jews are. Come on. And we know who the enemy is really after. Now he's after us. We are them. We are those people that have been blood washed and called out. The distractions are here. While the distractions are here, we watched through a pandemic, the Holy Ghost continued to move in spite of COVID. The Holy Ghost continued to move in spite of tensions everywhere. The Holy Ghost continued to move on people that were hungry because there's an outpouring. There's an outpouring on elderly. People understood I can be by myself because I can call on the Lord and I know that He will hear and answer my prayer. I'm telling you, saints of God, it is not a time to be afraid. Luke 21, 28. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. What did the Bible say? When these things begin to come to pass, I'm going to tweet about it. I've got to figure out on the internet. I've got to tell somebody, you should be scared. You've got to be afraid. Oh my God, it's coming to an end. No. The Bible said, when these things come to pass, look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Saints of God, you better get ready to shine. Saints of God, it's our best hour. Saints of God, the Lord is getting ready to do what he promised. Let me keep going by saying, the gas prices... Distraction. The border crisis, distraction. I know, I know, I know pipeline shut down. I know border, real, it's a crisis. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I, have, I have prayed that God would touch those little children. I cannot imagine being in their shoes. My heart is extremely sympathetic. I assure you of that. But I want you to still understand the bigger picture that's really going on here. If people would learn how to pray and get a hold of God, the border would be fixed. If people really caught a prayer meeting, racial tension would be fixed. If people really got a hold of God, humbled themselves and pray, he said, I will heal your nation. I will heal your land. You know what would happen if people got hungry? If people really understood how close we are instead of another old fogey preacher preaching out of Revelation. Well, first of all, I'm not old fogey and my head's not in the clouds. I'm looking around at what hell's trying to do to Connorsville and Dayton. And I decided to put my foot down and say, devil, you are a liar. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say the devil is a liar. Yeah. Quickly, let me say something. This is going to shake you a little bit. <laughs> But let me talk about judgments, because I know what you're thinking in your mind. you got the judgment seat of Christ, the judgment seat of God, which is the same, the Bema. Then you've got the great white throne judgment. And I'm, I know you're thinking, that's it. No, 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 no. There have been judgments from the first death. There are judgments every single day. Somebody dies, judgment. 
Judgment just happened for somebody. Somebody passes, judgment. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. What about where Abraham's bosom was? What about where paradise was? And the Bible says in Ephesians, before Jesus ascended, he first descended. And he took captive and he led them and brought them out. Those that were in captivity, he led captive. He brought them out. Are y'all with me? When Jesus did that, he made it so that to be absent from the body. Now when we die, we don't go to Abraham's bosom. Now when we die, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And while he's there, he picked up the keys of death, hell, and the grave and said, I'll take these two while I'm at it. Can I keep, can I keep preaching, Pastor Ronnie? Am I doing all right? Amen. Hallelujah. I hope that means good. <laughs> is that good? Amen. Let, let me say this. If God judged the Old Testament, if, judge, if, if God judged Sodom and Gomorrah, amen. If God judged Pharaoh, if God judged Lucifer, that wanted to ascend to the north where the throne is, there's judgment coming for us too. Let me go on to say, I don't care the way they do it today. Well, everybody gets a trophy because everybody wins and we don't want anyone to get their feelings hurt. There's no second place for heaven or hell. You're either going or you're not going. People, people are going to push back on that because they think that sounds callous, preacher. That doesn't sound like a shepherd's heart, but it absolutely is. Because this day and time, we are raising up children to believe that they're entitled to everything. And you don't ever have to wait in line. You don't have to work hard for anything. And we're raising up children to think that you can get everything you want because you'll always be a winner, little Johnny. That is not the case. When it comes to the kingdom, it's you are or you are not saved. There is nobody sliding in by the skin of your teeth. You're either washed in the blood. Allah can't do it. Muhammad can't do it. Only Jesus can. You ought to stand up in Connersville and shout, preach on, preacher. Okay. Got myself all discombobulated there. Got the feeling of what I was preaching. Wanted to dip my finger in the pot and get a taste. Hallelujah. Hey Amen. Remember when we talked about the rewards? Revelation 4, verse 1, 2. You'll see that that reads, I heard a voice. Come up hither. That's us. That's us. That, that'd be a good place right there to go, amen, preacher. That's when we get out of here. I hope this church believes pre-trib. If it doesn't, your pastor will fix it in the morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> but over in Ohio, we believe we get out of here before all that mess hits. <laughs> pastor Ronnie, I, I love you, brother. I, I appreciate you. You were going to ask me to be here last year, and then all this mess hit. And so... I hope I'm okay. <laughs> I hope that look he just gave me means I'm okay. <laughs> the judgment seat of Christ happens at the moment we leave. There's no eastern sky. There's no trumpet sounds. There's no, we, oh, wow, look what just happened. It will happen so fast. He will come like a thief in the night. That is the time that, that the scripture 
and authors tell you this is, this is how quick it's going to happen. That fast. That fast. In the moment of a twinkling of light, we'll be sucked out like a vacuum. I mean, it's like God has a shop vac and he puts it on the earth and tunes it to pick up all the saints. Pushes a button that fast, but faster. Amen. I just heard your pastor say, that's right. Good, good. I feel better already. Hallelujah. Now, there, I will tell you this. There are works that will be tried by fire. Let me help you understand that at, at, at the judgment seat of Christ or the judgment seat of God or the bema, that's, that's where you get a wreath that, that's in, in uh, Roman, Roman, Roman days. The wreath is when, was when the victor came up and won, they would put an olive wreath on him. And that's what the bema speaks about. That, that's what's going to happen to us. We're going to be out in front of everybody and he's going to call us up. Vonda Bishop. Woo! She's going to go like that, I guarantee it. And I guarantee you heaven has got 80 pair of shoes for that woman. And she's going to have high heels and she's going to go walking up to the judgment seat of Christ with high heels on. My God, it's going to be incredible. Amen. This is the Bema. This is when your works are tried by fire. This is when everything we've done in ministry, not necessarily preaching, but there's crowns that are going to be given to people. Best I can locate, there are five crowns that the Bible talks about in the book, in the, in the New Testament. And we'll pull some of them from places that I'm going to help you. Your works are tried by fire. In other words, the stuff that doesn't count, that doesn't matter, he'll pick it up, pew, toss in the fire. Because the fire purifies. He will literally, on the spot, take everything, shove it in the fire. Then he's going to pass out crowns. 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 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 25. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 25 relates to crowns. Can I have just eight more minutes? Is eight minutes okay? Because this is where it gets good. This is where it gets good. The crowns mentioned in Scripture. Let me say this first and foremost. Before you ever go home and start looking up crowns, you will find something that happens and runs parallel with every single crown. And it's this, faithfulness. Faithfulness. With every crown given, in tandem, you will see faithfulness comes with it. You've got to be faithful. Saints of God, stay faithful in church. If a pastor hurts you that bad, find another pastor. Or get it resolved. Work it out with him. He should be able to work it out with you, right? If you have people that you have a problem with, work it out with them. Work it out with them. Don't give them a piece of your mind later and lose peace of mind. Say it right on the spot and get the thing worked out immediately. We have come way too close to going to heaven to have a falling out with some of our church family and not come to church and think we're punishing somebody because we're not here. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm going to say it. That devil is a liar. Y'all ready? Here's the crowns. The crowns are as follows. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 to 27, an, an incorruptible crown. What is this one for? It's for dedication, discipline, and striving for the best. 
Anybody that has a spirit of excellence, they're going to get a crown for dedication. It's an incorruptible crown for dedication, discipline, and striving. 1 Thessalonians 2, 19, a crown of rejoicing for soul winners. Sister Vonda will get in line for one of those. When she's standing up there, her feet are not going to hurt. Her calves aren't going to bother her in high heels. When they get ready to pass out soul winner crowns, they're going to give Sister Vonda one. Your pastor's going to get one. Anyone that's out there trying to win souls, they're going to get a crown for it. It's a crown of rejoicing. So you put this on and everywhere you go, it's like, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you put on the corruptible crown and everywhere you go, the bread's not moldy. Everything's like brand new. But of course, we're already in heaven. James 1 and 12, a crown of life for resisting temptation and maintaining your faith. A crown of life. A crown of life. Every time the enemy tries to get me to do something or think something, anytime the enemy tries to get my mind to go somewhere, I know it shouldn't. Every time I, come on, don't get quiet on me now. Happens to all of us. Every time the enemy tries to drag me down in some miry pit somewhere, every time I resist the devil, I believe angels in heaven start rejoicing and say, that boy is going to get the crown. He's going to get the crown. Saints of God, listen, there is a reason why that we do everything we do. We don't just come to church to feel good. Saints of God, there are crowns we're going to get. Oh, my Lord, here we go. Resisting temptation and maintaining faith. Here's another one, 1 Peter 5, 1 to 4. A crown, a crown of glory for feeding the flock, faithful shepherds of God's people, pastors, elders, deacons, Sunday school teachers, ministry team leaders, among others. It's a shepherd. It's a crown of glory for feeding the flock. I think I'm going to get one for preaching this message. <laughs> This was way out of my comfort zone, especially in somebody else's church, because I've just thrown out tons of information. But Lord, I'm, I'm praying I'm going to get this crown for doing what you told me to do. I'm just trying to feed your people, Jesus. 2 Timothy 4.8. There is a crown for loving his appearing. There is a crown for not going, look what happened in Israel, as opposed to, whew, see what's going on over there? I can't wait. He's coming back. And I'm going to love it when he comes back. I'm going to love it when he sets the record straight. I'm going to love it when he shows up in the moment of a twinkling of an eye. We shall be changed. Revelation 3.11, I come quickly. Hold fast. Hold fast. St. Connorsville, hold on. Saints, hold on. Hold on. Get a hold of the pew and hold on. I mean, do whatever you got to do. Clench your teeth. Amen. Clench them crowns together. Do whatever you got to do. Don't you let go. You hold on. You say, God, I'm holding on. I mean, he's going to throw everything at you. You just stand there. You just stand there. Sometimes you just need to reposition and say, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. You've got to hold fast. Come on. I got to hold fast. I got to hold fast. I know I'm going through hell and high water, but I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on. I'm not letting go. I'm not cutting deck. I'm not, I'm not budgeting. I'm going for it. There's some more. There's more crowns. There's more rewards, I should say. There's more rewards. We're going to be clothed. And also there's rewards for overcoming. 
There were seven churches, and most every one of them said, you overcome, you overcome, you overcome. And there's things that you get for overcoming. I believe there's going to be more rewards. Sister Vonda is going to get to see her mama. I will get to see my mother. What a reward will that be to get to see our precious loved ones. I mean, I could go on and on right here. John in chapter number one, John is being told, the one that was there when he was crucified, the one that was there when he was crucified, the one that leaned on his chest, the one that Jesus loved, he was there and he's talking to him. The one that spent lots of time with Jesus, but when Jesus spoke to him in his resurrected body, he turned around to look at him and saw him and the way he looked and he fell down like dead. Think about how it's going to be when we get to the throne. Think about how good it's gonna be when we get home. Now, Revelation 19, 6 to 16, we are going to be wrapped in fine linen. Fine linen. Let me tell you, this is how it's going to happen. These are the events. They're going to set up temple worship in Jerusalem, right adjacent to the Wailing Wall. They're going to set it up. That has to be done. That has to be done because right in the middle of the seven years, the Antichrist is going to invade that place, cut the covenant, break off the promise, shut off his commitment, and say, I'm God. I'm God. I'm the Messiah is what he will say. That has to happen. Let me tell you that everything else, for the most part, has happened. Everything else. And I have information about that, but I'm not going to share it here. I'm going to keep rolling right here. There's a rapture that's going to take place first. There's a rapture. The rapture means that fast it happens and we're gone. Then there's the second coming. The second coming is not the rapture. The second coming is when the eastern sky splits, the trumpet sounds, and that's when we are on white horses and we come back with him. There's no weapons. There's no sword. The Bible said his mouth is like a sword and he says words and he annihilates the armies. And guess what? We're going to be on white horses right behind him. And we're going to be dressed in fine linen. Come on. We're going to be on white horses and we're going to come out of heaven. And that's when the trumpet's going to sound. And that's when they're going to know that is the Messiah right there. He is coming back to redeem us. That is the second coming. Every eye shall see him. Every eye shall behold him. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Every eye shall see him. Every eye shall behold him. Let me tell you, saints of God, it's wrapping up quickly. It's wrapping up fast. It is going rapidly at a rapid pace. And saints of God, I'm here to declare to you the truth. I have spoken about things that are happening in secret that's trying to be covered up and I have spoke about things that are, are, that are nothing but a distraction to the body of Christ. And I believe that tonight we are living in the hour. When we used to say, it's got to be now. But if there has ever been a time that it's now, it is right now. It is that close. First of all, saints of God, I want to encourage you. But I want to challenge you. Hold on. I want to challenge you to feed God's people. 
I want to I challenge you to love his appearing. I want to challenge you to understand how close we are from getting ready to go and be a cashless society where you literally can walk around without cash, without change. You don't need it. That has to happen. Everything that we see happening, marks, I have a number. Right now, I have a number. And in that number, I have cash. And all I need is my number on my phone, and I've got cash. That's all I need. Think about how close we are. From the UPC codes that have 666 and the double bars on both ends and right down the middle, the UPC code, to now the other codes, the QR codes that they're putting out. That everywhere you go, you point your phone at it, and all of a sudden the menu pops up miraculously. I'm telling you, saints, this is how close we are. I'm going to admit to you tonight that I know this is a Pentecostal service, and I know we're in a Pentecostal church, but my heart is burdened that we have gotten in such a hurry that we don't understand how close we are to the Lord coming back. And I'm going to tell you, my ride home is going to be so much better. And when I lay my head down on that pillow tonight, I'm going to sleep because I know I said what God told me to say in Connorsville, Indiana. Hallelujah. And when I wake up in the morning, if it be the Lord's will, I have had two major dreams in the last seven days. Now, I know you've probably heard all kinds of people that have dreams. I'm going to tell you something. I haven't had a dream like this in years. Just so you know that I'm not up here saying I had a dream. And that happens all the time. And I'm going to preach on it in the morning. I'm telling you, saints of God, it's that close. We are that close to the Lord coming back. I wish, you, I, wish I could reveal, I wish I could tell you stuff that otherwise I cannot. But I'm telling you, saints, we are that close. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to mind the Lord. If you're here tonight, you say, Brother Todd, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready. I, I, don't, I don't know some of this stuff you talked about. It, it sounds simple. And I, I just know I need to be ready. I, I, I'm not sure I am. Christians, I need you to pray like never before because no doubt there are people that are on the internet, that are watching this, that think they just happen to see this. But is there anyone tonight, raise your hand up and say, Brother Todd, pray for me. I'm not saved. I'm, I'm not where I should be. I need Jesus. I'm, I'm running from God. Just raise your hand up anywhere in this church, anywhere in this church, anywhere in the house, anywhere. Everybody that's saved, I want you to raise your hand and I want you to say, thank God I'm saved. Thank God I'm saved. Come on, everybody. Come on. Everybody that can, I want you to just raise your hand. Come on. N not Look, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. This, this is for you. Come on. Raise your hands and say, thank God I'm saved. Thank God I'm saved. Thank God I'm saved. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I'm saved. Thank God I'm going home. Thank God I know I'm going home. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want people, I want people right now. I want people right now that have loved ones that are lost, that feel comfortable enough. I want you to come up here quickly and I want you to take a spot and we're going to pray for them. 
before, before I turn the service over. I want y'all to come up. Everybody that's comfortable coming up. Those of you that may not be, you can stand up right in the seat where you are. I want you to raise your hands when you get here or raise your hands when you stand up. We're going to pray for our lost loved ones. We're going to pray for people right now that are running from God. We're going to pray for people that have been caught up with elections and they're bitter and they're angry and they're mad. I want to get with people that are caught up with messes. I want to get with people that are caught up with distractions that God's going to save, that God's going to save, that God's going to save, that God's going to save. How many of you have loved ones that need to be saved? How many, how many of you have loved ones that need to be saved? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. While the music plays softly, I want everybody in the church, I know we know how to pray, and I, I know especially we know how to pray when it comes to us praying for our family that's not saved. So however you pray, I want you to pray specifically. I want you to open your mouth and I want you to pray and I want you to let heaven hear you that I'm praying for my lost family right now. Father, in the name of Jesus right now in Connorsville, Indiana, their name's coming up from this altar. Their name's coming up from this altar. God, their names of lost loved ones. There's brothers, sisters, siblings. There's aunts, there's uncles, there's grandparents. God, there's maternal parents. God, there's family that's not saved. They're running. God, I pray that you get their attention right now. Father God, let us go back to being a soul winner. Let us go back, God, for, for winning souls. He is wise. But for winning souls, we're going to get a crown. Oh God, if we could get a picture of them going to hell, we'd pray a lot harder. If we get a picture of them going to hell, we'd reach out to them. If we get a picture of the bowels of hell right now, no escape. Eternal judgment has already been passed. Oh God, help us right now. Give us a burden like never before, God. Save our loved ones. Save our lost family right now. Save our lost family right now. Save our lost family. Save our lost family. Save our lost family. God, save our, save our families. God, help our country. God, help our country. Help our country be an ally to Israel. God, help our president to do the right thing, Father God. Help anyone around influencing him, God. Oh, God, touch our country. Touch our country right now, God. Touch our country. Touch our country. Touch our country. God, move, 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 move. Move in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, now listen, saints, if you don't mind, it's been a minute. It's been a while. I want you to take your little hand, and I want you to put it on that one to your left and right, just put it on their shoulder. Put it on their shoulder. From, from wherever you are, if you can just reach them, just reach out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, a sign of our commitment, a sign of our faith, a sign of our unity, a sign, God, of our dedication to you. God, we're praying for one another because there has been a reducing of strength. 
God, people just don't serve you like they used to. But God, I know that you've raised up an army. That God, you're going to move in these last days. That Lord, you're going to pour out your spirit like never before. God, I pray for marriages. I pray for homes. I pray for children. I pray for young people. Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus right now. Oh, God, a praying church is a victorious church. A praying family is a family that will stay together. God move, God move, God move, God move, God move, God move. Father, I pray in the name of the Lord for Carlene, for Bill in that hospital. Oh God, even right now, that he will feel the prayers. He will feel a pull from heaven. Oh, God, raise him up, Lord. God, give him great strength. Give him great strength. Give him great strength. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come here, sis. In the red, in the red, in the red. Wasn't it you that sang that last song? Did you sing in the middle? In the middle of this last song? Who are you related to here? That, that's your mom. Who's your dad? He's, he, okay. That's why I'm asking. God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There, there is a family tree. There is a family tree. There is an anointing. There is anointing that has ran through it. And Lord, I lay my hands on her that she's going to open up her mouth. God, and when she begins to sing, the anointing is going to begin to increase greater and greater and greater and greater. It will be a sacrifice. It will be a sacrifice. There's some things you're going to say no to. There's some people you're going to say no thank you to. It's going to be a sacrifice. But the anointing that it's going to yield. All the singers that were up here, all the singers that were up here, can y'all come back and stand? All the singers, all the singers that were up here, all of you all that were singing over here, everybody that had something to do with singing, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord. There you are. Hallelujah. 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 God, fix her home. Fix her home. Fix it. Fix it. Fix her home. 
Fix it. Fix her house. Fix her house. Fix it. Fix it. God, I'm not going into detail, but Lord, I know she knows. God, go in there right now. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. You know, when I was praying, when I was praying for you, my wife and I walked by this big building in Indianapolis last night, and there were these little kids. There was these little kids, and I, I don't know, I don't know what building it was, but I'm telling you, they had that rotating door. They had a rotating door, and I'm telling you, those little girls were laughing. They were having the time of their life. I thought, ooh, they're going to get in trouble. That door was flying. I mean, it was flying, and those little girls were getting tossed out, and they were coming. That one little girl flew out, and she said, Mom, I didn't, I wasn't doing it. And man, that door was flying. And this is the strangest thing. When I was praying for you, all I could see was that door flying. I'm telling you, there are people in that house that are inside a whirlwind of what God is getting ready to push out and prepare it and prepare it in the name of Jesus. Do it, God. Turn it around. 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 I want to talk to the singers and the musicians. The heaviness, the fight and the struggle that y'all have been through for several weeks and you said in private, when is this going to stop? God, bring some joy. Let joy flow. Let joy flood. Let it flow. Let it flood. In Jesus' name. He hears the prayers. He hears the prayers. He hears the prayers. He hears the prayers. So God, we lift our hands asking you, Lord, to restore unto us the joy of our salvation in the name of Jesus. 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 Do it, God. Do it, God. Do it, God. Bless God. Bless God. Touch God. Touch God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You wouldn't be here if God didn't see good in you. You wouldn't be here if God didn't see fit. God, in the name of Jesus, I reverse this mindset in Jesus' name. That, Lord, this child from this day forward is not going to be a critic of herself. But God, she's going to open up her mouth and she's going to be a worshiper. That when she lifts her hands, the anointing is going to flow in this house. You are raising up singers in this house. Raising up worshipers and praisers in this house. God, do it. God, do it. God, do it. God, do it. God, do it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, Mephibosheth. <laughs> Mephibosheth. And Lodabar. He was dropped. He was looked over. 
but God's bringing you out of a secret place. God's bringing you, God's bringing you out of a secret place. God, God is getting ready to, God's getting ready to put favor on your life. And he's bringing you to the table. Hallelujah. How old are you? 21 today. 21 today. 21. So on my 21st birthday, the Lord said by the Spirit that he's, I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about a job. I'm talking about opportunities that's getting ready to present itself that God's pulling you up to the table. And there's other people that should have got it, but they won't because you will. Yeah. Woo! Favor! 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 My God, somebody shout favor! 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 Favor, 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 favor. No, 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 no. We're not letting the enemy talk you out of anything. We're gonna do one more shout. Hallelujah! Favor, 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 favor. Do it, God. 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 How old are you? 15, 15, 15, 15, 15. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whose boy is this? This your grandson? I don't know what happened to him. Seriously. I didn't know it was him. But I'm just going to tell you what I was going to say anyhow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a fresh, a fresh impartation that's about to fall right on your head. Go all the way to the soles of your feet. There is a fresh impartation. Devil, you take your hands off of his mind at night. You take your hands off of his fingers. You take your hands off of his feet. Fresh fresh impartation. Yeah. Somebody ought to say yeah. Hallelujah. 
Fresh impartation. Fresh impartation. Fresh impartation. Where's the children's? Where's the children's department and the youth department? The leaders? Where are they? Where are they? Youth department? Youth youth is youth pastor. Children, you have the children. You have the you have the children. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, you can come on up here if you want to. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. This is not, Sister Bonda, who is this again that I'm getting ready? This is Pastor Ronnie's wife. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. One of you in the choir, I'm really, one of you in the choir really has, has children's on your, children on, children on your heart. Children on your heart. When we were singing earlier, I seen it. Children's ministry was heavy on your heart. Which one is it? Which one is it? It was you. That's what I thought. Come over here. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to tell you why I thought it was you, because you look like your twin to that girl in the red. You what? Well, she's still your twin. Because I was thinking, I couldn't figure out whether it was you or her I was thinking about. Thank you, Lord. That's when I just want to pray. I just want to pray. God, let your will be done. 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 God, bless the children's ministry. God, bless the children's ministry. God, bless the children's ministry. Father God, I feel this in my spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Mo Kimbranda, Sister Russell, I'll have you come right over here with her. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just stand next to her. Thank you, Lord. Just, yeah, squeeze her in. That's even better. Father God, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't want to say anything contrary. I'm just praying for him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the youth pastor. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the youth pastor. Do, does youth pastor lead the singing too? You, he, he, he helps? You help. Okay. Well, you do a great job. Father God, I pray, for, I pray for the youth in this church. I pray for the youth. I pray for the youth. I pray for the youth. Thank you, Jesus. 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 All right, youth pastor. There's something you really want God to do. There's something you're really wanting God to do. I'm not talking about everything. I'm just talking about the one thing you really want him to do that I'm, I'm saying, God, I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to be patient. The Lord says to you that it's going to happen sooner than you thought, sooner than you thought. But he wants you to put this on the back burner and do not be concerned about it anymore, that he's got it already worked out and that you're supposed to just give it to him. Just give it to him. 
Just give it to him. Does that bear witness with you? Good. God, whatever's going on, God, do it. God, move for this youth pastor. God, do it. 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 <laughs> do it. Oh, yeah. Get the paperwork in order, Lord. Get the paperwork in order. Do it. Do it, God. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it, God. Do it, God. Do it. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, sometimes I get a little weary traveling this old road. I cry, Lord, help me carry this heavy load. Oh, in the stillness of the night, Holy Ghost comes along, makes my load so light. I say, heaven, Woo! I get there. Come on, let's sing, Connor. Heaven, be worth the journey. I get there. Oh, that city. Who's so fair? When I see Jesus sitting up, oh, I'll be so glad for every time I made my, I said, heaven, be worth the journey. Hallelujah. Oh, sometimes I get a little weary traveling this old road.
unity gonna be so fire 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 he was a journey I get there That's all saints, saints Oh, heaven Be worth a journey Brandy Brandy, the more you give him The more you give him The more you sacrifice To do what's really in your heart the stuff that's really hindering you from really doing what's in your heart. The more you give up for God, the more fire and anointing he's going to put in your belly. And it's going to come out of your mouth. When you speak, when you preach, when you give, thus says the Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, give Brandy wisdom. Give her direction. God, how will I do that? God, how will I do that? God, you're in the details. And as we trust you, God... God, you're going to pour out fire, fire, consuming fire. And Father, we give you praise, and we give you thanks, and we give you honor and glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, fire, fire. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Take your hand and put it on your neighbor's shoulder. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak blessings, life, joy, peace. In the name of the Lord. Hey, sis. Thank you, Lord. God, take the brokenness. And God, begin to put it back together. Thank you, Jesus. Come just a foot closer. God, on her mind. God, right now. God, the brokenness. The pain, the hurt, God, bring peace into her mind. And like right now, right now, great peace, great peace. Amazing peace in her mind right now. Peace in her mind, peace in her mind. And God, it's not going to be a fight for sleep. God, you're going to give her rest. You're going to give her rest tonight. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. What's your name, sis? Krista. Krista, the bidding's been high for your life. The bidding's been high. But the price he paid for you to walk in what you're walking in right now. And it's about to get better and better and better and better and better. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hey, no more torment in your mind. No more torment. None of it. In Jesus' name. No more. No more. No more in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I know y'all have an awesome pastor. I'm thankful for great men of God like Pastor Ronnie Russell. Connorsville's blessed. Y'all are blessed. You all are blessed. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Lord. 
So I want you to really clap your hands and celebrate him as he comes to just mind the Lord tonight. Come on. Praise the Lord tonight. Isn't God good? Amen. I am so thankful for the man of God tonight, our dear friend. Thank you, Pastor, for obeying the Lord and sharing the word of the Lord. I believe tonight that we have definitely entered into a new season, a new realm of this very moment of time in history. And uh, I am just uh, so thankful that there is a spiritual boldness that's coming back to the platform of America. And I believe you heard one of those men tonight. And as you was ministering, Pastor, I was sitting over there, and the Lord just, and I don't say this other than just sharing what the Lord just really showed me, and it's not an often occurrence, but the Lord showed me the eastern gate as you was ministering tonight and I saw the eastern gate of Jerusalem and as you began to minister the Lord began to show me in the spirit there began to be and he said what the man of God is delivering is he said I'm confirming it as I'm showing you this and I began to see the mortar began to loosen in the gates of the eastern gate can I tell you, for those of you that know your Bible, you know what that means. I don't care if they did put a cemetery there. It's not going to keep us from making entry into the city that belongs to our God. And we are nearer now than we've ever been. Amen. Amen. Keep on preaching. Keep on pastoring. But let me say, don't be afraid of the prophetic transition that God has taken you into. Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you, and God bless you.